action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk, WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 will prevail. And 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host, John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. The power hours arrive, one and all. It is I, it is Juan, your loyal servant, dependable servant. John DePietro program. We say we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Hello, everybody on Facebook Live. I don't know what thread you're talking about, Frank. You can uh, resend that in. Or folks, you can call into the program, 401-766-1380. This portion of our program is brought to you by K's. Folks, remember, lunch, dinner, drinks uh, in the lounge. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. I love K's. You know, it's such a good vibe when you go in, and I mean that. It's a nice atmosphere. They're so consistent. Best steak sandwiches in New England. And, of course, you have, well, yeah, I'll tell you, David and John set the tone. But when you have Faye behind the bar and Danny in the kitchen and Allison and Jessica and Nicole and Kim, and whether it's a steak sandwich or the lobster salad or the roast turkey that I love, folks, stop into K's. They're waiting for you. All right, 766-1380. It is uh, really remarkable. Now, obviously, as someone that... Uh, I enjoy the news, obviously, folks. I, I just absorb the news. I do. All day long, into the night. No one tells me to do it. As many of you know, thank you. Thank you, Chris Moran. Juan does it all his own. I, I, even I am amazed at just how much uh, news has been breaking as of late. And um, I want to just uh, make sure the uh, latest. All right. Well, we, I already 700 people in Massachusetts self-quarantined. Um, let's see. I just want to check if there's any other. Mike Bloomberg is out of the race. He has endorsed Joe Biden. Uh, Governor Mundo is endorsing Joe Biden. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let me just see what else we may have. I just want to. Uh, let's see. Tom knew from Tom Brady and Bill Belichick had a telephone conversation on Tuesday. Well, that's new news. But folks, the biggest story is a couple of big stories. One is the situation. Um, one is that the coronavirus. We'll give you the latest on that. Speaker Mattiello, but of course, the results last night. And, 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 and you can't, this seemingly, unless something dramatic changes, this is certainly going to become, it's going to be, going to be President Trump against former Vice President Joe Biden, who, regardless, I'm not saying you have to like former Vice President Joe Biden, but you can't deny, he had a huge day, and they are out maneuvering, without question, they are out maneuvering. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is uh, really thrown right now. Without question, Bernie Sanders is really thrown. All right, let's go to the phone. 766-1380. Good afternoon. You're up on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hola, Juan. There you are. Here I am. And they, hold on. Let me play our theme song. Here I am, Frank. <laughs> Here I am, Frank. It is I, Juan. Days 11 to 2. Check DePetro.com or AM 1380. 
Frank. Thank you for uh, your patience. But here I am. There you are. Go right ahead, Frank. Yeah, John, I'm wondering if you saw the latest um, from Gina Raimondo. Well, let me that check. Little, the blurb that she had. Well, I think it was yesterday, maybe, but she was saying, oh. I like Mike Bloomberg because... Like me, he's a doer. He's not a talker. Yes. I spit my beer out when I saw that. Doer, yeah. not a talker. That's yep. what she does is talk. And you know what's funny? A loser a loser is endorsing a loser. And then look what happened to the loser. The loser lost. What a joke. Could it get any more comical? But, you know, the telling thing is going to be if, of course, you know, they're, they're trying to push uh, Bernie Sanders out of it. They're going to do just like they did to him with the primary. Yep. And that Donna Brazil, I'd like to know why she's on Fox News anyway. She gave Hillary the answers to that debate. That's right. Why Good point. He, why is he even, again? And but you know what kills me the most about with Gina? Get back to Gina is we've we've discussed this before, John. Zero accountability. I saw something on Facebook. It was a woman. Now it's Facebook, but granted, she blocked her name out. And I'm trying to find it. I was talking to a a person right here on your show on Facebook Live, and. This lady said, I work at Kent County Hospital. It is true, blah, blah, blah. She went on and on and on. She said, I was told not to say anything. Yeah. She said, but I'm saying it anyway. So, again, the accountability factor. His Gina out stumping for a loser. Like I said, one loser for another loser. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the coronavirus is taken off, and she's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found and telling them to not do anything about the St. Ray's situation, even though all those kids and the person on the trip was infected. Correct. It's ridiculous. It just and, and and these these people that still, no matter what, they will still back her up. I mean, like if I could find something positive to say about her, I would, but I can't. It's just ridiculous. You know what, but, Frank? You know, this is a good example, though, and and I want to just touch on that because I don't want to. She shouldn't be let off the hook, and I think in some ways, as you've heard me say, I I think that the media has let her off the hook. This is someone you know. Just the other day, she announced. Governor Amundo, that once again, it's on social media, it's time once again for her girls only governor for the day. And yeah, she came yeah. into office and she was the first female governor elected in Rhode Island. And she was backing Hillary Clinton to be the first uh, female president. But you know what? When it came this time around, you know, the old expression of like a, a tiger eventually shows his stripes. She eventually, what did she do? She went all in with Bloomberg. And she kicked Elizabeth Warren to the curb. She kicked Amy Klobuchar to the curb. And I'll say this about Biden. When my middle child was Rhode Island Outstanding Teen, her first event was uh, at an event that Vice President Biden, one of the first events, came to. He came in to support Governor Raimondo. Biden came in twice to support Raimondo. She kicked him to the curb. She thought she was so smart, Frank. She thought she was ahead of the curb. Everyone got to see when the chips are down, that's it's only talk with Ramundo about this whole thing of we're going to empower women and women first and blah, blah, blah. When, when push came to shove, she went all in on Bloomberg and the whole thing basically is blown up on her. Yeah, well, because, John, we, we all know that Gina's going to be out for Gina first. And, you, you know, it's funny you touched on that about Hillary. If anybody activates their memory banks... She was watching the, the, the uh, results that night with her daughter. Her bags were packed. She was ready to turn her back on yep. the citizenry of this state. Oh, yeah. They were already looking at schools in Washington, D.C. Right. And then, and then I mean, and like I don't want to blame the citizens of the state, but at some point it's like, come on, wake up. When are you people going to realize that she's in it for herself and nobody else? And that's it. And then all these things that she's doing, like, you know, 
state first first state police woman. It wasn't it wasn't for that woman. It was for Gina. That's right. She doesn't do anything unless there's something in it for her. That's and right. The best part is is when it blows up in her face, like you hit, like diverting the nine one one. I mean, you know, I could we'd be here all afternoon going down that laundry list of all her quote unquote accomplishments. When it blows up in her face, what does she do? She doesn't act like a leader. Remember Harry Truman, little sawed-off guy, but what did he have on his desk? He had a thing on his desk that said, the buck stops here. Yeah. What did she do? Oh, no, it's that person's fault. Oh, no, I don't know anything about that. Oh, well, I'm not a traffic engineer. That day, the mess up on the Washington Bridge, remember? She just, she'll blow it off onto everybody else. She deflects, deflects, deflects. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, it's like, are you listening to the citizenry of this country? I was just talking to a, tr- uh, a truck driver, you know, and he said, well, one of my customers, it just cost me $15 and change to go from Mass, from Connecticut, through Rhode Island to Mass. He says, who do you think is going to be absorbing that? <laughs> you and me. Not, not, not the truck drivers. They're going to just raise their costs. So, I mean, she reminds me of King Midas in reverse. Everything that she puts her hand to, she messes it up. And just once, just once, I'd like to see her say, nope, I'm the commander-in-chief here in this state. That was my fault. I assume the responsibility. Good luck. She, Never happening. Yeah. No and you hear on Matty Yellow's desk, it says the bucks stop here. <laughs> <laughs> the brown paper bag hits my desk. That is exactly right. Um, you know, Frank, but going on again, of Ramundo, the, the Bloomberg thing, it, it, it really is, though, remarkable. This is a guy, I mean, $60 billion, brilliant guy, former mayor of New York. But it's another lesson of until you see them really get up there and, and, and deliver... You know, that that his campaign was over within the first five minutes when Senator Elizabeth Warren, and, and as much as I know later, but, I mean, she laid him out. She took down she Bloomberg. She did. She ate his lunch. She did. She crushed him, and that will forever go. She had him on his heels. That first hour of that Nevada debate, which was a mistake, by the way. He wasn't even on the ballot. Then he got pummeled again in South Carolina. But it was really that Nevada debate that people suddenly realized, like, wow, you know, the emperor has no clothes. He is not ready for this. He's not built for it. And uh, think he spent $500 million, and he's pulling out of the race. Yeah, and did you hear him when he said, well... Well, in that debate, well, you know, the last debate, I really cleaned your clocks, all of you. Like, like yeah. you were supposed to laugh at that? Like, that yep. was, that's his idea of humor? I mean, who, who, who the heck was running his campaign? Because anybody would have said, no, now don't say that. That's the last thing you should say. Now, oh let me God. let me ask you. Um, well, what what is? Uh, let me ask you, Frank. What is your impression of, of Vice President Biden? So, and I'm not saying you'd vote for him, but let, let's let's be honest. Or try to be. be what what is? Tell be, tell me your general impression of him. I will be brutally honest, and I hate to say it, I actually feel bad for him. Three words. Onset early dementia. Did you see him? He was on that Sunday morning talk show on Fox with Chris Wallace. Yes. And at the end of it, he said, okay, goodbye, Chuck Todd. Then last <laughs> night, he said, oh, that's my sister. Oh, no, no, that's my wife. Oh, no, this is my sister. And then the, the one in North Carolina. You know, we the people are, well, you know what I mean. Can you imagine him? I'll tell you what, talk about eating lunch. I can't wait to see a debate with him and Trump because I think Trump will clean his clock. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, I I only say that, John, because, I mean, if he makes gaffes like that and he's just on the campaign trail, what's he going to do in a debate? I mean, remember when Hillary said to President Trump, oh, good thing you're not ahead of the FBI. 
See how fast Trump, how nimble he was? And that was the debate where Hillary had the answers. And she said, oh, you're not the head of the FBI. He turned right around and said, you're lucky I'm not because you'd be in jail. Yes. This is what Trump, this is what Trump's going to do to But Biden. hear me out. Hold on. A couple things. And again, I want you to keep an open mind on this. There's, there's some things that worry me about the Trump campaign. And number one, the president has not debated. Whenever you haven't debated, you're always really flat until you prepare. When he did get to those debates against Hillary, he had been debating for over a year in the Republican primary. He started with 19 Republicans and then he was the eventual winner. So you're you're fine tuned within within the uh, just the, the element of being in a debate. That's number one. Number two. Remember, it's always easier to go on the attack than to defend. And he's going to be Correct. under attack. So it's it's difficult. The thing about Biden, though, I, I don't know what to make it. You know, you're right. What what is there a TV character that he reminds you of, of giving the wrong names and the gaffes? Because here's the thing. Let's just say. Yeah, if Bonnie he, Fife from. Bonnie no, Fife. Bonnie Fife did not give wrong names. It's got to be an older person. Sure. I'm being serious here for a minute. Think of either that. But if you have a family member like that. Let's just say it is a grandfather, an older uncle. You don't get angry at the person. You know, you started off by saying you kind of feel bad for him. I mean, he has faced yes, tragedy, do. right, with the first wife and the daughters being killed, and then his son Bo died. So he seems kind of a, a sympathetic figure. I don't, I don't despise former Vice President Joe Biden. I don't. Um, Bernie Sanders would have been dangerous. I don't agree with the principles of Biden. He's all in on the unions. Uh, he he wants to just extend in the type of you know administration they had under President Obama. So obviously, I would support the president, but I don't think it's. I don't know if it's anger. I'm just wondering, Frank, and I'm thinking out loud. I just wonder if some people, the way, for instance, let me ask you a question. The, when the president tweets, does that bother you that tri- President Trump tweets? Be honest, yes, it does. It does. Oh, okay. That. All right, it does. Only, only because it's only because, of, well, <clears throat> here's the example. Remember Attorney Barr? He came around and said, I wish the president would quit yes. tweeting because yeah. he's undermining my, that kind of stuff. But when he goes on the attack because, he, he know, you know, fake news, he can't trust the mainstream media. They're, they're the mouthpiece for the Democratic Party when he uses those social media platforms to defend himself and go on the attack against other people. A lot of times I think it's hilarious the stuff he comes out with. Is it presidential? No. But we're not taught he's not an average president. He was never a politician. But yeah, to answer your question, I wish he would tweet less and do more. But I understand why he does it. I understand. But what I was gonna say was is a lot of Trump supporters and I'm one of we, we overlook it. It doesn't bother us as much. It's something we're willing to live with. Uh, my question is if, if a lot of the Biden supporters, they're willing to overlook, you say it's early onset of dementia. I don't I don't know if it is. Um, I, I'd yeah, love to think about it. I'm trying to think of a television character who would get names wrong, probably an older character like that. I'm kind of blanking out. Maybe Wolf Kennedy. He's Duffy from F Troop. I don't know. I'll have to pull that up. That's good. I can't picture that. Maybe. Maybe Duffy from F Troop. But my point is... Sometimes if you have an older, for instance, I, I'm telling you, last night, I was kind of laughing. I laughed when he introduced the wife as his sister and the sister of the wife. I didn't even get angry at him. I wasn't yelling at the television. I just, I found it kind of comical. And, I, and I'm, comical. I literally laughed out loud. I did. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. When he 
was when he stops and makes mistakes as he's trying to give a speech and then he forgets his place. I don't know. I don't get angry about it. I just I found I said earlier I start finishing the the speech myself. I know where he's going with it, and I'm, right, it's like right. a game of charades. Sounds like freedom for all. Sounds like we're gonna restore uh, we're gonna restore uh, you know I mean? dignity. Yeah, like that. Um, I, I don't know, but Frank, this is going to be the easiest race because all he has to do is stand up there and say, I'm not him, and point to the president. Absolutely, and I see your correlation. Trump supporters will overlook him tweeting and saying things that are probably less palatable, and in the same vein, Biden supporters will overlook his mess-ups or his, like, you know, mistaken people, and et cetera, et cetera, so you're right. I'm getting two things, Norm Crosby and Irwin Corey. I'll have to pull them up on Facebook. But there is, it's not, for instance, I, I completely fundamentally, I want to be very clear, I completely fundamentally disagree with Bernie Sanders, his plans. Um, I, I don't, there's oh my nothing. God, he ruined this country. What? There's nothing appealing. Aunt Claire on Bewitch, says Katie. Um, there's nothing appealing to me about Raimondo or Cicilline. But I don't, I don't, like, I don't hate Biden. I don't despise Biden. I don't think he's a fraud. He may be, you know, like an Aunt Clara on Bewitch, or he may be Norm Crosby or Professor Earl and Corey, but he's not, I don't know, he's he's not someone, like, I don't hate the guy. I don't hate him, whereas... No, he is likable. I know you, like, he, is, he is, he is likable. Bloomberg was yeah, just so arrogant. Bloomberg was arrogant, and a phony, you know? And a phony. And a phony, and, and Biden yeah. Is, and Biden is genuine. Well, I'll tell you, Frank, oh, like last you said, night, I'm telling you, mark my words, that scene where those people ran on stage and his wife and his campaign manager, the campaign manager literally dragged that woman off. Her name is Simone Sanders, and she, she's African-American. She dragged one of the protesters off, but there's a picture of Jill Biden pushing the protester away. That was unscripted. That happened in real time. I'm tell, there's, there's something there that you watch the next rally. They are going to get thunderous applause because suddenly like they they turn that i don't want to overdo it and say they were heroes but that in a moment where these people come rushing on the stage they jumped into action they didn't back down they didn't run That's right they stood and fought and he's standing there and they're protecting him there's you you mark my words joe biden you know that what does that show that shows an element of she was protecting him she was taking care of him. She was willing to fight for him. That, that was a really strong moment that is easy for people to grasp. And his senior advisor, if you saw her, her name is Simone Sanders. She's this African-American woman, senior advisor of the Biden campaign. People say she looks like a linebacker, the Patriots offensive line. She went out and took that. She grabbed that like a cane. Like the, they do remember like a, the gong show when they try to a vaudeville, pull it off. She literally dragged her off stage that second um person that was trying to get on or maybe even the first one but my point is you know and he's standing there like what and then and then jill biden said it's okay everything's okay just continue um there's some there was something about that that was real there was something about that that was really real yeah she took care of those dog-faced pony soldiers boy you sure did. Yeah, someone said yeah. Foster Brooks, but Foster Brooks was more of like the drunken impersonation. I'll have to work on it. But I don't think it's a, I don't know if it's a, you know, I don't think it's a disqualifier. They used to knock Reagan. I loved Reagan, right? He was my president. He was so motivating. He was incredible. He turned the country around. He defeated the Soviet Union. And 
As Reagan yeah. was older, I, it never bothered me that then he was starting to, you know, he'd make little mistakes he had, here and there. He had, um, he had dementia. He'd fall asleep in cabinet meetings. Yeah, I heard that. But I, I don't know. It didn't, maybe because I was such a Reagan fan, it didn't bother me. You know, like it, the Trump fans with the tweeting, yeah. I, I it could be. It could be. I'm just thinking yeah. out loud, Frank, and I want to be honest because we have to. We can't start kidding ourselves, right? Like Correct. the, the yeah. you know, Correct. the media will be filled today with people, and they're just, oh, you know, Biden can't win, and blah blah blah. Now, I'll just say this before I let you go. But something that is uh, very hopeful for the the Trump people is number one, he has a tremendous operation. He has a fantastic campaign. He has been doing very well. The coronavirus is an unknown, but it does throw in. But the the Sanders element could be the undoing for Biden because they would need... They won't support him. I, I don't think they will. Him. And if they sit the home... They've been with him since the last election. They have. You know yeah. that. No, you're right. And they sit home... him and nobody else. They sit... But, but here's the thing. This will be... And it's an unknown, Frank. Is, is their hatred for the president stronger than their... For instance, I, I did, but could they hold their nose and vote for Bernie Sanders if you're a Ber- uh, excuse me, Joe Biden if you're a Bernie Sanders supporter? I you don't know the answer to that. What's that? You just, you just did a Biden slip up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I, I don't know the answer to that. But that's what it's if the Sanders people sit home. I mean, he's been getting 25, 30 percent of the vote. If they sit home, then the president wins on a landslide. If somehow the Biden people could get some portion of the Sanders people under their wing. This could be a, it's going to be a very, very close election. It is. I agree. If he woos those supporters somehow, then the president better really start rethinking his strategy. It won't be as easy as it looks right now. One, I totally one final now. note. What, what worries me about, it's a concern, and, and I'm not in the dark here, because this is a concern with the Trump people as well. The president won because he had union members in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota that voted for him. I, I'm not convinced that solid support, right? I mean, they're Democrats, but they went with him over Hillary. But if they go for Biden, if Biden starts to flip Pennsylvania, Michigan, I, I don't know, Ohio, Wisconsin, that could be problematic for the Trump campaign. It could be, but the only thing I would say, and then I'll leave you with this thought, is that Remember, they've been winning in states that really aren't all that red. You know what I mean? Some are blue, some are purple. When it, let's see how those who do you, Democrats who do you mean? Win. Who do you mean? Well, I, I mean, like another... Uh, no, I mean any of them. Like, especially like Biden and Bernie. They've been winning in traditionally blue states. See what well, happens when it comes up, you know... Well, no, they're, they're, the I mean, they're... they're they're winning within the Democrat primary. I mean, true, Biden won Texas. Right, that doesn't right. mean he'd win in the general. I mean, no, the, whoever the Democrat is will win California. But Biden winning Minnesota, Minnesota, that's that's an interesting state. There's a lot of delegates there. Uh, you know, that that's an interesting state. Um, the real ones to watch, I'm very curious about Michigan and Pennsylvania, because President Trump Trump won those last time. Um, Florida. Yeah, it's, he hard did, win, it's hard to win an election without those states, actually. It, uh, that was the path the president took that was the path that he took um i i also you know it 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 is it is really remarkable frank it's not our imagination how i mean the biden campaign was was over he got crushed in iowa got crushed in new hampshire it was over and then it was nevada and and elizabeth warren took out bloomberg and then that south carolina 
You know, something to watch is President Obama and Michelle Obama on the sidelines. Maybe, you know, they've waited. That that he is he is winning the African American vote. If if the Obamas can get turnout in Virginia nearly doubled from twenty sixteen and he won big in North Carolina. It's a long way to go, but it certainly seems like he is gonna be the nominee, not Bernie Sanders. Well they don't want they don't want Sanders anyway. I guarantee you the DNC will do They do not, you're right. To keep him out. Because you know why? They know that if he does get the nomination, Trump's getting reelected. You know, one last thing. I'm glad you said that. Already the DNC is saying they're not sure what they're going to do about the Milwaukee convention because of the coronavirus. Can you imagine if they end up not having a, uh, a convention? Right. If they do everything online, that eliminates the Bernie Sanders people from causing problems in Milwaukee at the Democrat convention. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you know, the other last thing is, Go ahead. you know, you got to remember, it, this whole country is not just New York or California. Oh, no, you're right, 100%. You know, that yeah. big, the middle of, I have family in Georgia. You know that when I go to Georgia, no exaggeration, not in the least bit. There are Trump flags everywhere, right. Trump bumper stickers everywhere. So, you know, even, like I said, the country will never vote for Sanders. I don't care how many. Oh, I agree with that. Oh, no, you're right. Was, yeah, right. it's, and, it's and incredible. Like Exactly what Biden needed happened, which was he needed yeah. a narrow field and he needed everyone line up behind him. He, that's what he needed. He, and it did happen. Last question for you. Go ahead. One last question. Why did Klobuchar and Buttigieg drop out right before, you know, Super Tuesday? Right before all these, you know, it was one state at a time. Then bang, you had Super Tuesday. I thought they would have at least hung in there until after Super Tuesday. Didn't you? No. They had no path, and, and now she may end up on and the ticket with him. Excuse me. He, he, she could end up being his VP, Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar? Yeah. yeah. And Mayor Pete Klobuchar. will have some position. You know, they offer them things in the administration. You know, you may be the director of this or that. Raise your profile. Young guy. Blah, blah, blah. That type of thing. Um, but the fact that he was able to get them all behind him, and Bloomberg's now behind him, and then Beto O'Rourke came out. In order to stop Bernie Sanders, they were able to. This is how they're stopping Bernie Sanders. Yep. They are. So I want to see how the Sanders people uh, say that again. A last question, and then I'll hang up. Uh, how long do you think it'll be before Warren falls? She's me. She flew back from Michigan. She's in Massachusetts. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She's got time. I bet 48 hours. Could be. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if they know. I was, I was listening to the talking heads, and they said, in, in modern times, there's never been anybody that became president with their, with their home state did not support them. And oh, yeah. Obviously oh, I mean, she finished so. third. How great is that? I mean, I was kind of celebrating last night. But to her credit, her incredible, I like that, Uncle Ju- Junior Soprano. That's what Michael's saying. Maybe Biden reminds you of Junior Soprano. I love yeah, Uncle yeah. Joe. I love him. He's a great character. You know, there's that great scene. Were you a Sopranos fan, Frank? Oh, I got the box set. Okay. I love that scene where they arrest him. They say, we want you to testify against your nephew, Tony Soprano, and say he's been leading the country. And I'm not going to use the words. He says, that's what you want? Oh, yeah? I want a blank Angie Dickinson. Let's see how, how we both make out. <laughs> he is hilarious. One of the greatest yeah. scenes. I love Junior Soprano. You know, that's funny. That is very clever by uh, by one of our uh, people on Facebook. You know, I love the scene. He turns it on, and they actually had Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm on the screen. And uh, Junior Soprano, Uncle Juice, said, what the blank is going on? Now I'm on the TV? 
So funny. What a great character he is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I go back and watch episodes because when it used to happen, it would, you know, Sunday night and then boom, it would happen. And you go back. It's just Frank. Great phone call. Thank you. Thank you for the phone call. Folks, 766-1380. We'll have to find that out. Biden reminds me of someone, but I don't think it's a I don't think it's the deal breaker. I think. I think to his people, it'll become endearing that he gets names wrong and the sister and the wife. Good afternoon. You're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello. Yes, John. Uh, before I start, uh, I like to beg the question. Do you have any room on your program for someone with an opposing view? Yeah, I mean, course. I respect your views. Oh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. I'm, the earwaves are yours. I want to listen. Okay. Uh, you know, they said the same thing about Trump. He's un- unelectable. What if it was a head-to-head thing, Bernie Sanders and Trump. Um, I think that what happens is that we plant this in the minds of the uh, people, you know, and we have a mass psychology, which is a consequence of that, saying that uh, Bernie Sanders can't possibly win. I mean, if you look at all the different factors involved with Biden, he's going to have to explain in a head-to-head um, debate with Sanders why he voted for the free trade, which exported all the jobs. Why he threatened Social Security. Why he voted for the Iraqi war. Goes on and on. I don't think he will get a vote in the Midwest, in the Rust Belt, so to speak, for one thing. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, we have a mass psychology in this country that we, you know, prevails. He is not going to get elected. I mean, he's the only candidate. I'm not saying I'm going to vote for him. Well, let me, I'll let me, be honest. Let me I'll be honest. If it was between Biden and, and Trump, I would vote for Trump. All right, but let, me, let me come back to, it. are you a Bernie supporter? Am I what? Are you a supporter of Bernie, Senator Sanders? I'm a supporter of anyone who wants to make this country have an even playing field. Not necessarily Bernie or anyone else. Right. I don't know yet. Well, let's just let's look, let's look what happened yesterday, and it's very significant that Joe Biden, former Vice President Biden, he did not even visit Massachusetts. He didn't spend a nickel of advertising in Massachusetts, and he won Massachusetts. Why do you think that is? I think it is because um, in the South, he got the black stick with board. Massachusetts right now, please. I'll let you give you a point, but you can't just keep veering off. Let's we're just stay with Massachusetts. Why do you think he won Massachusetts? Massachusetts believe that they were voting for a winner after he won in the South. I think that's it. And I think also that, uh, you know, I mean, look at it. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on. But why is that different than anyone else? Because I, I do agree with you. People want to vote. So many people want to go with the winner. A lot of people, supposedly, it's incredible, voters, they were, people were making up their mind on their way there or when they're there. I, I do agree that, that there are some people that maybe some things about Bernie Sanders, but the past couple of weeks, the more you heard about Fidel Castro and he talks about revolution, isn't it possible that some people said, I'm really not interested in getting involved with some kind of a revolution. I want to fix things. Well, well, I, I mean, want to change things, but I don't want to go I that far. I think he mentioned something about how the, um, for instance, in Cuba, um, 
if you look at the, the situation as far as medical care, it, it supersedes the United States by far, for one thing. I mean, just because you disagree with them totally, which you might if you disagree with an authoritarian agreement. He didn't mention that he agreed with any authoritarian regime. If you take it out of context and say, no, he agrees with the whole... I mean, we have a population which is not only dumbed down, but opinionated. That's a deadly combination. And when that happens, we cannot have democracy. We need to have democracy. I mean, Bernie Sanders is the only one who has not taken one cent from the corporation. No, that's true. Every other candidate has. And and to think that they parlayed against him, the, the, the Democrats... Because of that, because everyone is on the take. Well, in the timeout, hold on, hold on. I, mean, I can't believe I'm going to hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I Go can't ahead. believe I'm going to have to defend the Democrats. But isn't it possible that if, if you're part of the party, right, you you have leadership in the party, isn't yeah. it possible that just their number one, just their number one priority is you want to select a candidate that you feel gives you the best chance of winning in November? Well, and, hold on, the and then they have, felt. Hold on. And they felt that Bernie Sanders simply can't win a national election. Now, go ahead. Well, I, I would think this. I think that every voter should feel, even if they felt they were the only person in the country voting, should vote on principle alone and discard a popularity contest. And that's what these elections... Oh, come on. Hold on. Now you're going to tell people how to vote? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. You can't tell people how to vote. It becomes a Hollywood... But it's always been that way. It's always been that way. You're not going to change that. It's always that. been that way, but you know what? People are finally saying it doesn't have to be that way. When? And when I, are they saying? What are you talking well, about? That, Yesterday that, they voted well, for Biden. He didn't even um, campaign um, in Massachusetts or Minnesota. I think that's what Trump was appealing to. He wants people. I mean, he never ran for dog catcher, but yet he was elected. And that intimidates the powers that be. They don't like that because any one of us could get up there and theoretically get elected. That's that, not an Winning, I, I want to leave it at this. President Trump winning four years ago was really, re- thank you for the call. And, and again, I, I hope you felt you were treated fairly. Was really remarkable. Um, the, 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 it's a different dynamic this time. This is not going to be an easy election. Uh, Mr. Bojangles. I don't know that one. Send link. Uh, Wolf, I'll have to look for that on um, YouTube. He does remind you of a character. Listen, it's a different election this time. And it's easier to attack than defend. President Trump was attacking. It's different when you have to defend your record. I'm not, I know, people like the nickname Sleepy Joe, Mini Mike, Crazy Bernie. That only carries you so far. This, I believe, the Trump people, the Trump campaign, I think, the U.S. uh, death toll is now a 10 with the coronavirus. So someone passed away today. Rest in peace. I believe they're going to replace Pence. Um, some of these things, they're just not accidents. They're not an accident. So I, I think something changes with, they're going to have to change something. You can't keep looking at polls. And then if, if this really starts to be dramatic as far as former Vice President Biden against um, President Trump. I, I don't, thank you, uh, thank you. Um, I, I don't think that's the case. So, but I want to get to, uh, let me just quickly read the Brady story because it is, um, of course not. You haven't, you haven't given me anything. You're not mentioning my name. To who? To who? I, you, I have nothing. You have, 
I like the given. You have given me nothing. <laughs> All right. I like people that do that. All right. I'm going to tell you something, but don't, and then they don't give you anything. Um, hold on. I want to just quickly read. Tom Curran is very plugged in with, uh, with the Brady situation. And how about Antonio Brown tags Tom Brady in Instagram post as reunion rumors swirl? Where's the... Uh, let me just pull this up. I want to read the Tom Curran story. That, um, that apparently they spoke yesterday. Tom Curran, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick spoke yesterday. All right. Let me see what, what we have here. Conversation discussed the free agency. They talked. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady had a tele- telephone conversation yesterday discussed the impending free agency. It wasn't productive, a source told me. How long they talked, whether they got in discussion on money, length of term, any isn't known. Belichick was all business, according to the source. I'm going to guess this is coming from the Brady camp. The uh, agent for Tom Brady, Don Yee, is very tight with Curran, from what I've been told. The impression drawn was that Belichick spoke as if Brady was, quote, still under contract. Technically, of course, he is, but only until March 18th. Contract expires, become an unrestricted free agent. The Patriots able to prevent that from happening. Conversations will have to make more headway. Belichick wasn't warm in the first stab at keeping Brady around. As a surprise, he's not the warmest guy. Uh... Ted Johnson says, experience negotiating. I got emotional during negotiations. I got emotional, probably affected our relationship. Pride got in the way, and that made the case where Brady, where pride can get in the way. So with Bill, an emotionless machine man, that was the kind of feeling I got from him. He takes emotion out of it, and that's why he's good as he is. So that's, um, well, that's different. Actually, I'm not going to, I did retweet that. I don't know if I am. Um, uh, what were Brady and Edelman doing at the Syracuse game? The man who invited them explains. The question, uh, what were they doing there with Jimmy Fallon? Um, man, I set up Adam Weitzman, the owner, upstate shredding, courtside seats for Syracuse, often invites celebrities to join him. He explained, they got the invite. I talked to Tom first. I had never met Julian, never met Jimmy. Tom invited them. None of these guys profited anything to come up there. They were all about charity. We did some stuff with the Boys and Girls Club. Big thing. I, but the basketball coach, Jim Beheim, my close friend, loves Tom Brady. Uh, Tom and I basically, in New York where we live, there's some, we both live. So I talked to Tom and Tom invited those guys up. So he's buddy-buddy with Beheim and he's Manhattan neighbors with Tom Brady who convinced Edelman and Fallon to hop on a plane with him from the Big Apple. Um, he did seek his opinion. He asked me what I thought, and I said, money is not an object for you. Just go where you're going to be happy. I would love for him to stay with the Patriots, but we'll see what happens. He asked me, what do you think? Wow, that's interesting. What do you think I should do? That's what apparently he, uh, he asked the guy. That's NBC Boston is um, reporting that. All right, 766-1380, 766-1380. This is still, it's, it's really remarkable with what happened with uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. Italy is considering closing all its schools and universities in an effort to prevent the coronavirus. Um, let's see. 
Italy is ground zero. Well, Italy's one of them. Outside of China, it is terrible. I feel terrible for the people of Italy. And, folks, they, for those of you who have visited, it's an understatement to say they're dependent on the tourist industry. There's no other industry other than that. Um, let's see. Uh, <coughs> just want to skim if there's any other news. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me get back to all right seven six six thirteen eighty. Now again, the other thing to watch is the Mattiello. Reminds me of Ted Baxter from the Mary Teller Moore Show. He didn't get names wrong though. It would have to be someone older. Lisa Vespa says Biden reminds me. I'll have to find it. I'll find it. An older television character that maybe would get names wrong. Um, I'll have to do a little. I'll do some homework. That's my assignment. For tomorrow. Hey, folks, again, uh, 766-1380, you can call into the program. I want to remind you, if you ever find yourself in an accident, remember West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny, it's Patricia, it's Kaylee, it's your vehicle. If you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. Now, they're located... 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. If someone hits your vehicle, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Did someone hit your car? Were you in an accident? You need to get it repaired? Call West Fountain Auto Body today. 272-3340. 272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. 766-1380. You can email me, john, at dipetro.com. A lot more ahead on this Wednesday on the John DePetro Show. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? What you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. Henry Oil, call Henry Oil today. Make them your oil supplier. Henry Oil, 401 521 401-521-0200, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil, and online at henryoil.com. It's Lori, it's Carmine, in business since 1947, full-service fuel company. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, and budget plans. Folks, you can depend on Henry Oil, reliable and affordable fuel oil delivery. Call Henry Oil today at 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at Innovast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al 
Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Hey, folks, I want to show you, especially those watching on Facebook Live, look at this picture of before and after. And this is a reason to call Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Look at that before and after. On the right-hand side, right there, let me hold it up right there, you can see the before and then the after. Look at that, all gone. Isn't that incredible? That could be your home. Maybe your home has some of that green algae, and maybe it has uh, mildew. Well, Jared... At Bethel Softwash. Bethel Softwash. You can text him, certified specialists. Text him at 401 617 2585. Let's get rid of that. If that's on the outside of your home, residential specialist, biodegradable plan, safe solution, low pressure. Um, you can find them on Facebook. But again, they will get rid of it. As far as Bethel certified soft wash. But you can take a picture. Maybe it's on the side of your home. Free same day text estimate 401-617-2585. Also on Facebook. It's Bethel certified soft wash. Bethel soft wash. There's the truck. I'm holding up again a picture. You can see it right there on uh, Facebook Live. So, But the uh, before and afters are really remarkable. Again, I want to show Bethel certified soft wash power wash. Look at the difference. Look at that, the before and after. And that's all just getting off. And it's high. You can't get rid of it. The, some of the uh, green algae and mildew. Instead, look for them on Facebook. The Facebook page is terrific. Bethel Softwash. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. All right, folks, and we're back on this Wednesday. Our legal expert, Tim Dodd, will be on our program tomorrow. This portion of the program of the John DePietro Show, brought to you by K's. Remember, that's lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. 766-1380. 766-1380. So Mike Bloomberg is out. Elizabeth Warren standing by. Warren team turns grim. After the wipeout, and she got wiped out. I'm not surprised. 50 hours. Mark Halpern is a good thing. 50 hours that changed everything. But that's Simone Sanders and Jill Biden taking those protesters off the stage. That was a big move. How about this? Amy Klobuchar in Minnesota, an exit poll. 75% of primary voters had a favorable opinion of her. 75%. Now, Elizabeth Warren did not have that in Massachusetts. Elizabeth Warren did not have that in any way in Massachusetts. The entire theory of the case for Bloomberg's campaign that Biden can't win collapsed. And he is out of the race. I think Amy Klobuchar could end up as the VP ticket with Biden. President Trump is 73 years old. The front-running Democrats, Biden is 77. Sanders is 78. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is 78. 
Nancy Pelosi is 79. <laughs> Biden winning Minnesota. That was a huge upset. Absolute huge upset. This was, though, when he was uh, introducing his wife and sister. But I'm telling you, there's something about this. It's not, you don't get repulsed by it. You don't yell at the TV. He just seems, there's something about his bumbling that is just kind of funny. It's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, this they switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. I I was kind of laughing at that. I wasn't. Uh, I like Klobuchar. Apparently, had more sway in Minnesota than uh, Rep. Omar. That's for sure. As if on cue, Biden confused his wife and his sister. How about Elizabeth Warren losing in mass though? Third. Good afternoon. You're next on the John DePietro show. Hello. Hello. I don't understand it. Why would you call? I go to you. And then there's no one there. She finished third in the primary. And then we had this. Governor Raimondo. And my thing is creating great jobs for people in Rhode Island. It's the everyday American or the everyday Rhode Islander who is tired of the talk and just wants somebody who cares enough and can make their lives better, which is why I'm backing Mike. I know Mike will get it done because he has an unbelievable track record of creating jobs and delivering for people. He'll go the extra mile to build affordable housing, make sure everybody can go Hello, to let me start it again. This job. is Ramundo. I am Governor Gina Ramundo, and my thing is creating great jobs for people in Rhode Island. It's the everyday American or the everyday Rhode Islander who is tired of the talk and just wants somebody who cares enough and can make their lives better, which is why I'm backing Mike. I know Mike will get it done because he has an unbelievable track record of creating jobs and delivering for people. He'll go the extra mile to build affordable housing, make sure everybody can go to college or get job skills that they need. I want somebody um, who isn't a talker, but who's a doer. That's right, he was governor every day. I want somebody who can deliver results, and I trust Mike to do that. All right, so there was the big uh, Ramundo endorsement, folks. How did that play out? Not very well. All right, 766-1380, 766-1380 to the phones. Good afternoon. You're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello? I don't know what happened with that. Let me go to that one. And good afternoon. You're on the air. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Very welcome. Go right ahead. For you. Uh, listen, y'all, but listen for a long time. I really I like what you do. Uh, so the candidates that are left uh, in the race, we have Biden and Sanders. Now, my question to you is, uh, who do you think has the bigger penis? I don't know. That's a very good question. Now, Ramundo has dropped out as far as uh, she is now uh, dropped out and is now endorsing. Oh, St. Ray's is closed for another week. St. Ray's will be closed for another week. All right, let me tweet this out. Breaking. St. Rayfield's Academy will be closed another week. Due to 
coronavirus. Hold on. Sorry, folks. Follow me on Twitter. It's John DePietro's show on Twitter. Uh, boom. R.I. I'm the first one with that. St. Ray's will be closed another week. All right, so that's just coming down. I don't think anyone else has it. Here's now where I go, and I check to see if anyone else has it. Let me see the, uh, some of the other suspects or people that normally might have it, but I don't think so. Uh, all right, Nisi doesn't have it. Let me see if um, Channel 12 has it. Uh, Sanders uh, Sanders is going to deliver a campaign update at 2 p.m. Let me just check NBC 10. Um, JAR. Nope. Um, Ramundo's endorsing. I don't think anyone else has it. All right. Here we go. All right, let me retweet it. What time have we got? 766-1380. Again, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by K's. Remember, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, stop by K's. They're waiting for you. So that is different. Uh, St. Ray's will be closed another week. He's John D. Petro. He's really in the know with his talk show. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Listen, we're back tomorrow at 11. Um, hold on. This is new. St. Ray's will be closed another week. Another week. All right. Uh, we're back tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned. The John Dion program is next. Remember, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. John Dion is next. Official Rhode Island Inspection Station as well. WNRI Winsocket. W236CW. W260DC. WNRI.